So, so yeah, the replicator just keeps giving me potted plants. But are you? Like, what are you ordering? Uh, well, not potted plants. I'm ordering like food and drinks and stuff like that. Because right, that would have really been your first mistake. Yeah, no. I don't get me wrong. I went first thing I did went to sick bay. Yeah. Just went in and went. When I say, "Can I have a trifle?" What do you hear? She repeated. So it's no aphasia or anything like that on my end. Yeah. Um, but the worst bit is, right? I feel like it's rude to give them back. I feel like that's re-gifting directly. If you handed me a gift, I opened it up and it was a nice pot plant, and I went, "Oh, thanks," and then gave it back to you immediately and said, "Can you take this apart on an atomic level?" And make something else. I feel like that's rude, and I just don't want to get in the replicator offside. It is the enterprise equivalent of "Did you keep the receipt?" Yeah, I've asked that replicator to make a lot of things, and I don't want it telling anybody about any of them. No. Uh, not that swing, uh, not that, uh, not that sex aid, and definitely not that uh, that three D model of Guinan. No, you're right. That sounds <laughs> awful. So. I, uh, I've ended up with 148 dildos, which is weird because I only oh. ordered four. So how about you get all your potted plants, I'll get this big bag of dilds. We'll head down to the shuttle bay, chuck them out into space. What we'll do, yeah, right, we you, throw the, you throw the pots, I'll see if I can land the dildos in them. Yeah, that sounds good. Nice one. And just to be sure, before we do this... That's like safe, right? There's nothing that can go wrong with that force field. No, I've, I've never heard an example of a galaxy-class starship in which the force field around a specific part would turn itself off for no apparent reason. No, it's most te- it's most technically advanced instrument in the galaxy. So it's ever been built. It's got to be got to be fine. Let's go and play Port the Dildo. A Frontier. These are the voyages of the podcast Captain Slug. Its ongoing mission to explore strange new episodes, to seek out new jokes and new references, to split infinitives that no one has split before. Captain Slog, Stardate 36, uh, it's ongoing voyage, it's real fucking hot, uh, so <laughs> they expect, don't expect this one to be sparkly for me. Anyway, Mark, how you been? <laughs> oh, mate, let me tell you, um, it's not all that hot up here, it's it's alright, it's nice, it's fine, um, but I'm, oh, mate, it's not, nothing, I'm fine, nothing's been happening, my foot hurts a lot, but... <laughs> Because right, okay. I was down in London, wasn't I? And I'd done a lot of walking around in new shoes. And I got, oh. and I got a blister. And the blister still really hurts because I'm old. And now my, <laughs> my bits don't fix themselves as well. And also, Laura and I went to an Airbnb recently and they had a hot tub. And I got out of the hot tub and I'd done something to my foot. Now, it didn't... The same foot, same foot with the blister, right? Now, it didn't hurt as such. But it's weird. It's like it, it's as if I've torn something. It's like something in there has like shredded, and it's okay. like a tingly feeling that I get. 
when I move my foot to certain angles, which is weird because it, it, it doesn't hurt, but it registers to my brain as that's a thing to avoid. Stop, stop doing that immediately, right? <laughs> and I don't even know if I can go to a doctor because I think that now it's just a thing where I'm in my 30s, this is a thing yeah. that has happened. That's now just a new thing I'm going to have to deal with forever. If if you if you ever want a little boost to your ego, I highly recommend having a serious medical condition. Because as I was going through all the treatment for a protuber, a regular doctor's go to me. Well, for a young man such as yourself, uh, given that you're still young, we'd like to do this to you. And it's like I'm I'm 38. The last time I was called young, I was visiting the World Trade Center to give you an idea of how long ago that <laughs> was. Um, I also had blisters. I, after doing all of Glastonbury and being absolutely fine, I want to see Pearl Jam in nice. Hyde Park, and I managed to get blisters on the exact same spot on the base of both of my big toes. Ooh. And let me just put it this way, Mark, you and everybody listening to this, you don't appreciate how much work your big toes doing uh, until it's taken out of the equation. Does a lot of grip, when you suddenly like, yeah, does a lot of like if you're about to slip and fall, that big toe that's just pushing you back gently. It's doing a lot of work really fucking sucks and then I also saw Duran Duran uh, I've, I've in the last couple of weeks I've seen three Bond themes performed live nice. and now I've noticed that that's happened uh, I'm thinking that I'm going to have to try and see every band that's got a Bond theme <laughs> uh, uh, that I can <laughs> you only think that pretty difficult these days man you yeah, know, no, so you saw McCartney like, yeah. Duran 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 Billie Eilish oh that's yeah yeah so I need, I need, I can't get, I can't get Chris Cornell. Obviously, he's gone. Yep. Uh, uh, there's a lot that, uh, a lot of the older ones. Gladys, I'm not gonna mate. Get, I'm not gonna get my Car- favourite one. I'm not gonna get, <laughs> not gonna get Carly Simon. No. There's a lot of them that have gone bye bye. I'm not gonna get um, uh, Louis Armstrong. That's off the list. <laughs> but I could do, I could do, a, I could get Adele. That's that's one. That's possible. Apparently, uh, she can't do it anymore. Apparently, she can't sing it anymore. Can't she? No. Laura was telling me that. When she recorded it, she was pregnant, which does things to your vocal right. acuity, and it means that right. in order for her to be able to properly do that, you'd have to knock her up first. So I'm look as a vegan, uh, uh, as a vegetarian, I'm against like the like enforced pregnancy and stuff that goes on in the dairy industry. But if we need to keep Adele pregnant at all times to keep her at a singing peak, uh, let's just do that. This is the kind of shit that's <laughs> going to get played. When this, <laughs> when this podcast needs to be played in a court of law. <laughs> I don't know why, man. I don't know why they'll be arrested. Uh, yeah. Speaking of feeling old, the last time I got ID'd uh, was, in, was like a month ago. Uh, I was in what? New York and I was at a cop bar <laughs> uh, right beside oh. <laughs> Ground Zero at the, at the, at the Twin Towers. Uh, the ID is that what is that the cops like to drink at the site of their greatest failure? <laughs> wow. Um, but I, I, I suspect that it was just to find out where I lived. Like, I don't think they wanted to know if I was old enough to drink. I think they just wanted to have it on record that I was in there. <laughs> yeah, is that, was that a you don't sound like you're from around here, buddy? Uh, <laughs> yeah, <exactly>. <laughs> <laughs> I need to go that you were Scottish, and I'm imagining there being cops in America. Four or five of them then felt an overwhelming need to tell you that they're Scottish because their great 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 grandfather once saw a haggis. Uh, well, it has <laughs> happened before. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never get anybody from America claiming to be English, do you? 
there's always like the the countries that have got positive reputations globally yeah <laughs> that's bizarre that, isn't it? yeah you never hear anybody go oh i'm i'm, I'm originally from sussex like something like, that's yeah but we're, nobody gives a fuck yeah no we've, we've yet to see our worst pride um, <laughs> yeah when it's because the flag when, of which would just be yellow and black i guess <laughs> When's White History Month, Mark? That's my question. The answer, of course, being all months. Yep. <laughs> Specifically even Black month. History, even Black History Month is very specifically White History Month because it wouldn't have been a lot of Black History wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for white people. <laughs> what you can't really talk. We can't talk. I'm just saying you can't talk like the, the right slavery and the civil rights movement. Okay, yep. they didn't happen because black people were left on their own. Right? <laughs> is this is this the commencement speech that you're going to give <laughs> on whatever, whatever supermarket you're opening on Martin Luther King Day? It's actually I've, I've been asked to do uh, a specific tribute for the um, Chadwick Boseman Memorial Black Panther release. Uh, <laughs> That's coming out this year. Yeah, I forgot about that. We haven't yeah. heard anything about it. Laura reminded me the yeah. other day when I saw Thor. Um, yeah, oh, I haven't seen it yet. It's all right. good? It's pretty good. I enjoyed it. Okay, cool. That's that's all I need. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, is, is it called is it called Black Panther Two? Is it just called this Wakanda Forever? Black Panther is that the, Wakanda is, Forever. Okay, right. Okay. I want the um, the bloke who's in charge of the Gorilla Tribe to be the new Black Panther. Yeah, I want Martin Freeman yeah. to be the new Black Panther. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it will attract a new audience. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're coming along with a right. with a black and yellow flags, <laughs> <laughs> bringing entire church groups and school buses. Honestly, Marvel will make billions. I don't, know why, I don't know why they're not doing it. <laughs> oh, right. So anyway, Star Trek. Yes. <laughs> um, yes, the right episode. This I quite enjoyed. It. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Uh, it was. So, it's the one where they have to turn the ship off and on again. Um, <laughs> which uh, I recall is a, a very deliberate thing. That they wanted to put in there. It's not like a like a by fluke that that is the answer. Like they just thought it would be funny if they went. Well, what if we have? <laughs> I can't. I can't wait for the episode where the fix is they have to make a big space hand and just hit the Enterprise. Uh... <laughs> we need to get someone to get the uh, the nacelles and just take them to a slightly different part of the outside of the Enterprise and hold them out at arm's length and go. Is that a better signal now? I feel sorry. I feel sorry in a way for like young people because like technology now just works, and they've never had to develop the thing that I used to just call the knack. Like to yeah. give you an example, if if you're not familiar with the knack, I once had a DVD player that would start skipping and stop playing the DVD unless I lifted up the front of the DVD player with two fingers and held it about a half inch off the ground for three seconds and then let it go and then it would work again and I have no idea how I worked that out <laughs> yeah I actually thought about that I actually have quite a lot to say on this subject because uh, I thought about this during the episode because there's a part of the episode where they they hail a, a Romulan ship and yeah. there's some interference in the signal but the interference manifests itself as like the static that you used to get on video players or on TVs when you hadn't quite got the manual aerial into the right position. 
Yeah. Uh, like, kind of, kind of like snow stuff, right? Which there are kids being born now who will never ever see that, like apart from in pop culture. Um, and I think it's a bit of a shame. Well, well, first of all, what's really strange is that technology in the 24th century wouldn't act that way. Um, but yeah. the reason that they had to do it <laughs> is because that's like that was such an important visual shorthand for this signal yeah. is a bit interrupted that now literally just only exists as part of pop culture. It's the same thing as the um, as like as like the, uh, the the phrase "hang up" or "dial a phone." Yeah. Like it, yeah. it's just a thing that exists as a shorthand now. I saw a thing online once about a teacher who took a floppy disk into the school, yeah. and they showed it to the class, and one of the class went, "Oh, that's cool! You three D printed the save icon." <laughs> <laughs> but I think um, you're right. So you're talk- sorry, just to, to finish that point, just when you were talking about the knack. Well, I remember that. Like, I remember having to get the the, the aerial in like a certain way and hit things in a certain fashion. Yeah. And what's quite weird again is that with the way that technology works now, like no one would ever think about hitting their iPhone to make it work better, right? <laughs> so again, like generations to come, people are going to be watching Doctor Who going, "Why is he kicking it?" To like, <laughs> how, how come Han Solo says, "Oh, only I know how to get this thing to work," and then he fucking punches the Millennium Falcon, <laughs> like what? Because at, at the time as well, they might have robot friends, like they might have. Uh, like cybernetic mates <laughs> and those films are kind of retroactively seen upon as a sort of a cybernetic hate crime <laughs> if, if that's how if that's if that they should not watch this episode data gets put through the fucking ringer <laughs> yeah. if you've got robot friends um, also I was going to say in addition to like the static being wrong like that was like a very it was an attempt to like guess at what the future might be like but missing the key information that they couldn't have possibly have known and there's another thing in this episode that falls into that thing which is um mark i don't think any black person in the future is ever going to be christened donald uh i just i don't think that's going to happen <laughs> any more than I think there's ever going to be a period of time where suddenly Jewish people have a fashion for naming their child Adolf. I just don't oh. think. Uh, I don't know, man. A couple of hundred years. I mean, and there's some Irish people out there called William. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Irish Catholics called yeah. William. So I, I think given enough time, I think you're right. I think Adolf is out. <laughs> but, I mean, you know... No, I think Donald will stick around because Trump, we won't be getting any more Trump Jacksons or anything like that, right? Or like Trump <laughs> O'Leary's. No, we might get a couple of them. But I think that's the name that will be remembered. The, the, number of, the number of new Donalds being born, like in Scotland, which is the home of the name, um, went to zero. Cause that's like, <laughs> which is like, shh. So... Like, it's like, like we like you, Granddad, and we do want to name the kid after you. Unfortunately for you, your name's being used by a white supremacist. Uh... <laughs> I knew a guy called Donald once. Um, <laughs> was it was it Trump? No, he was some he was some some bloke I used to work with, but he was from the the uh, the, the the islands at the very north of Scotland, and he would tell me about his uh, like how his grandparents like their first language was Gaelic. And they didn't actually speak really that much English. Like they couldn't even speak conversational English, so we're never really able to come down and visit him in Glasgow. 
It was a bit of a tragic story, but to, he was one. He was one of these people that, for his age, like in his twenties, was like too athletic, and I just <laughs> and so I just I couldn't be friends with him. <laughs> there's um, there's a there's a there's an Adolf Hitler hill in America somewhere, and it's not named after that Adolf Hitler. It's named after a different, separate Adolf Hitler. Who like spent his entire adult life like trying to do like charitable work to? Oh. He genuinely believed that he was going to like rehab the name, and it's like, dude, unless you're going to like Thanos snap everyone back. <laughs> That's the killer, isn't it? Like, I what I what I I I I, just, I really respect that man's tenacity, right? But I think the person I respect more is the presumably council no. person after he died, who was like, look. I know that we all laughed at him, right? I know that we all took the piss of him down the pub, but to his face, like, while he was alive, <laughs> but let's face facts, that guy has done quite a lot. Like, the local, I don't know, cerebral palsy, like, charity has made, like, quite a lot of money and been able to do quite a few breakthroughs. Like, this guy actually did do what he set out to do, and I think he deserves... Now, we cannot build a statue... Right, because <laughs> the shorthand would be, did you know that over in Colorado there's a statue of Adolf Hitler? And that's not attracting the type of people that we want. No, what we should do is we just give him something. Give him a hill. No one's coming to see a hill because it's an obstacle. Like, it's not a thing that you can come and look at. It's a thing you have to come and do, and you have to be quite yeah. fit. So I say we give him that. We can't give him a mountain because that's, like, too much respect. So, and we certainly can't give him a forest. If, if, if I was trying to rehab the name Adolf Hitler, which I'm not, I want to be clear on that, despite what you trademarks you might have heard that I filed. Um, but um, 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 if I was trying to rehab that, one thing you'd have to do is obviously he must have donated money to like, he must have donated a lot of money to like build a synagogue at least once, right? Oh, yeah. And does that synagogue then have like a little plaque on the wall oh, saying no. this synagogue was built due to uh, a. A, a, a large donation from Adolf Hitler. Brackets, not that one. <laughs> Jeez. Because <laughs> um, I mean, you're paying by the letter on those. So do you leave off not that one, or do you just shorten it down to AH, or do you just put Hitler? Uh, it's <laughs> or you can't put oh, Adolf. There's no, there's no nope. many ways you can dance around it. You can't be a Hitler nope. or Adolf H. <laughs> It's two quite distinctive names that Hitler had, isn't it? Uh, yeah. It's a good thing he wasn't called John Smith. <laughs> that would be that. Yeah. So anyway, this guy's um, Donald. Yeah. He shows up. Uh, yeah, he's the captain of the sister ship for the Enterprise, the Yamato, Yamato which is named after a Japanese war hero. Yep. I, I, I think... Uh, I I vaguely recall looking this up when this ship was mentioned previously, but um, it's so can we agree the fact that the the Federation is completely in the wrong in this episode? Yes, because he's so he's like followed some clues he's found scattered across the universe, and he thinks that he's found the planet of Iconia, which is like a lost civilization. Um, to give you give you some idea, I did some like I did some googling about the Iconians. They have been mentioned in Star Trek loads. They have never appeared on screen. 
they've been a huge part of some of the like on the Star Trek Online game. Mm-hmm. But to give you an idea of like how old they are, in Star Trek Voyager, there is a plot point where the Borg have run into a species that are like too powerful for them. And that species is called Species 8472. That's like the in their numbering system. The Iconians are Species 47. So, like, yeah, they were like one of the f- like first 50 or so species that like the Borg ran into when they started existing, whatever the fuck that was. Oh, we know when that was. Um, they've, they've managed to extrapolate it. <clears throat> so the Borg actually aren't right. as old as you think they are. They've only been cracking about since our i think it's like our 16th or 17th century oh okay yeah. okay that's all right. that's not so they probably didn't meet the iconians they just sort of like stumbled across references to them yeah well yeah that's that's yeah. what they say isn't it that it was just a lot of stuff lying about yeah and this guy's decided that iconia must be this planet in the neutral zone where you're not allowed to go and without telling anyone he's just gone there and then the Romulans are turned up and be like, what the fuck are you doing? And then and turn up and, and Picard is the ghoul to be like, what are you doing in the neutral zone? You're not allowed to be here. And they're like, fucking same question to you, you prick. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I do like that. Because um, um, the start of this episode is actually really tense. Uh, the, the camera movement in it is quite interesting. It's a bit shaky cam. Uh, and yeah. uh, and we we sort of do a like a following shot of uh, of Picard as he walks out to the to the bridge to be like we need to go into the neutral zone because we need to go and check out this this shit man we need to make sure they're all right um, it's dead interesting it's, it's it's quite fun but then it cuts to Donald whatever his surname is Captain Donald up on the up on the view screen a uh, duck I think it is duck uh, yeah, uh, yeah 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 right yeah he wasn't wearing any trousers. <laughs> <laughs> we we don't know. No. Uh, he, he never stood up. And he says, "Listen, Jean Luc. First of all, we all know you're the funniest captain in Starfleet, but this isn't the time to be cracking jokes. Now, I'm we're fucked. Right? Everything's everything. Everything's gobbed. Uh, the power doesn't really work. There's a one of the shields." Uh, one of the force fields that keeps the atmosphere inside the Enterprise mysteriously disappeared uh, on day 17. <laughs> We're still trying to investigate that. Um, yeah, I've lost an entire engineering team. Like, It's like, what? Yep. <laughs> the shield around the warp core seems to be acting a bit funny. But uh, listen, you just keep doing what you're doing and we'll get back to you. And Picard is like, do you want us to evacuate everyone off? He's like, oh, it seems a bit soon for that. No, don't worry about it, man. Um, Once I get the engineering team back from space, uh, where they were ejected after another force field uh, gave out, uh, I'm sure we'll be fine. Yeah. See you at bridge. And then then the the next, the very next thing is the ship explodes. (laughs) Um, And then the Romulans turn up, and like Wolf is like, but it was them. Which is like, and, and he, <laughs> yeah. he, he's wrong, but fair point. But also, like, like the, it's obviously not the Romulans. It's so obviously whatever this was. Yeah. But um, do you think, by the way, I wrote this down. Do you think that this episode shows us how Picard done the Kobayashi Maru? 
Yeah, actually, I'd say so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's a, a fairly good indication of uh, of that, that I could see working really... Yeah, oh, I hadn't thought about that. But yeah, no, that's... Yeah, because it's a ship in the neutral zone. Yeah, it's, it's the whole thing. Danger. Fucking hell. So Picard obviously yeah. just went straight for it. Yeah. 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 Um, I was going to say, I... Um, I like um, when they're going through the logs of like Donald's uh, uh, like files on how he found Iconia. It's got one of like the best like low key humble brags where it's like oh, I found like a, a Rosetta Stone that seems to map the exact position, and it was useless at first. He goes, and then I realised I wasn't accounting for two hundred millennia of uh, of stellar drift and things <laughs> like that. It was basically easy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. um but they're talking about one thing I love in this episode. Is it has this weird line that Picard says about because um, Wesley comes to ask him about, it and he's like, "Who the fuck are the Iconians?" Uh, I thought they were made up, and Picard's like, "Well, they thought China was a myth until Marco Polo discovered it." And I was like, "I'm pretty certain the Chinese were aware of its existence." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we thought that was really baffling as well. Although in the extended version of the episode, uh, there is that line actually goes on longer. Uh, it's, uh, China was thought to be a myth until Marco Polo travelled there and brought back the best fucking book ever written <laughs> here's my rule on discovering places right if the place that you've discovered has already invented the printing press you didn't discover shit nah. <laughs> you just met some people yeah. uh, <laughs> <that's>... <laughs> you went there if you can go if you can go there and buy a map already, right? Okay, it's no. No, <laughs> fuck off. So, um, did you notice as well that this is the first ever uh, Earl Grey hot? Yes, it was. And then instead he got served a pot plant. Yep. And Wesley, like a fucking cunt, is like, didn't you order a tea, sir? It's like, <laughs> you... Fuck off, Wesley. Because yeah. Yeah, Wesley's actually in the... To be like, oh, how comes everyone's okay with the Yamato blowing up? And they're all like, well, we're not, but we've got stuff to do, Wes, or we'll blow up. Yeah. So get your head in the game. I love that that's the Starfleet rules is like, you're allowed to be distracted by trying to get your end away with a shapeshifter. That's fine, Wesley. But you, if you want to spend a second grieving a thousand dead, get the fuck back to work, yeah. mate. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> so they fly, <clears throat> the, the Enterprise flies to the planet, the Yamata was investigating and yeah. a probe comes out and scans them and the probe and basically uploads a, the, the probe I have because they, they spend a little while trying to figure out what the fucking deal is with the probe right and I don't think they ever really answer that question but I no. have a theory that the uh, the the aliens the who were the, the Atranians what were they called Iconians uh, the Iconians right I reckon they were spacefaring and they had ships, and so these probes were actually um, repair devices. Yeah, I think it's a software. Update. Yeah, it's a software patch yeah. uh, that they're put into the Enterprise, but because their technology is superior, uh, that software over- patch uploads. It's overriding everything and making everything stop working. Aye. And yeah, it's like so the 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 Yamato uh, got it like zapped directly, and they've picked it up by beaming over like the logs yeah. from the ship and that's how they've got it because when they get there right there is a scene in this episode I fucking love which is um, Geordie getting the shit kicked out of him by the turbo lift <laughs> yeah 
because okay, this is something that a lot of people might not know. The turbo lifts on Star Trek don't just go up and down; they go like left and right as well, because of course they do. That's how everybody because the ship's the size of a city. You can't get in the turbo lift, go up ten floors, walk all the way along to the like neck bit, go up. So, no, um, like, but, like, like, have you ever tried um, to get the to get from the northern line at King's Cross up to ground level without going up any steps? <laughs> it's one of these things that I would describe as being technically possible. But yeah, that's what I imagine I, moving through the Enterprise with a turbo lift would be like. Yeah, I, the, I the other day had to go to Aldgate East ah. from where I live in South London. Now, that's quite a lengthy journey. It took me about an hour, and I would say a solid 35 minutes of that was me changing at bank. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> District line to the Waterloo and City line might be the longest underground walk you can do in the city of London legally. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, so... He, do you know? Uh, have we had mentioned it of the of my favourite bit of Star Trek, like techno babble, the inertial dampers, dampers. So the inertial damp inertial dampers are pretty fairly ubiquitous across sci-fi. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. understand them from Stargate. Yeah, it's the idea that you can, if you want to accelerate up to like warp speed, you have to have something that makes sure everybody inside your ship isn't liquefied. Yeah. So they have those in the turbo lifts. And it's been turned off. So as it's going around, it's just flinging Geordie every which way until it arrives at the bridge and literally like flings him out. Yeah. Even though surely that should definitely be... He should have come up. He's not... <laughs> I don't know. Like the bridge is at the top, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's got to be. I, I have a, yeah. yeah. The, and the decks no, are, level, are the numbered front? going down. I don't know. Oh, we'll have to check this out. Yeah, anyway, exactly. but uh, he, get, he gets thrown out, and he's like, "Blow up the probe!" Yeah, uh, and it's and it's one of two two. There's a great moment later on where Geordie is getting like electrified by like a, a control panel, and Data goes over to like grab him and throw him away, and clearly accidentally throws him way too hard, and then goes over to like check on him, and um, like Data, like Geordie's like, "What happened, Data?" And Data's like. We can only speculate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I like—I got to say—I like the little when they beam down to the Iconian planet. I like the little, little room that they go into because it reminds me. If it's got like it's like teleporter door and everything, yeah. it reminds me of like a puzzle from Mist. Yeah, uh, yeah, like that nineties aesthetic where it's like, oh, you can't. And I love that it's like all oh, alien world, alien world. Like so, there's like a they the the Enochians didn't like. They just turned up places and no one knew how. Yeah. Uh, and they have like a door and it's like alien world, alien world, definitely the Parthenon. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> alien world. And I like the fact that it... And then, yeah, and then deck of the Enterprise, deck of the Romulan ship, which makes sense, really. Because yeah. you wanted to bring up any nearby ships in case somebody showed up. Yeah. Yeah, it was super cool, man. It, it kind of reminded me about like Stargate like there are in Stargate there are several very advanced uh, races yeah um, and one of them kind of has shit like that yeah yeah there's a there's a lot of that in there's a it's a running plot point through Babylon 5 as well right um, that they have to like seek out these like older incredibly powerful race, races yeah um, which has 
my favourite joke ever in an American science fiction as a result of that. Sure. So they, so they, um, there was a point when Babylon Five was only being kept on the air because of the uh, deal they had with Channel Four. Aye. Was like keeping the show going, so they had like a real respect for the English fan base. So they put in like a, a British character, and at one point he's trying to communicate with these like ancient elder race who've been around for ages, and he transmits uh, something to them, and um, they respond in their own language, and then they have to translate it. And he's like, oh, so they and the second in command on the ship's like, oh, so they understand our language, they just refuse to speak it, and the British guy's going, oh, I didn't know they were French. <laughs> it's just, I like that Michael Straczynski, who's an American with no connection to the UK. What a <laughs> was like tan joke! That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just like there's no reason for an American to make that joke other yeah. than like, oh, you know what, make the British please. That's just shit on the French for one line. <laughs> oh, I like that. That's that's tickled me. That has. Yeah. Um, oh, something else I like in this episode. Picard goes on the away mission because he has the specific, like, subject matter knowledge. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, he's an historian. Yeah, this is the thing. This is the first time he mentions specifically that archaeology is a hobby. Yeah. And and fuck you, John Luke. How, if you're Which, how how do you have like the the thing that defines most like the, it, most people who are archaeologists? That's like their thing. Yeah. Like that's like, like Indiana Jones has a whip, a, a hat, has all of these adventures all over the world. But when you describe him, you say, "Well, he's an archaeologist." Yep, right? exactly. It's that bigger thing. And for Picard, it's just like, "Well, oh, that's what I do when I'm not captaining a starship." And it's, <laughs> and it's really bizarre as well because he makes out that this is going to be really helpful on this away mission. Him, Worf, and Data beam down, and the first thing he does is get Data to fucking explain everything to him. Oh, why yeah. couldn't? Yeah. Why couldn't? Why could have just done that? Look, I'm. I'm I think look, Picard I'm just wa- Picard just wanted the glory of being the first person to find that species because because yeah. we are told that right. We're told that this species is supposed to be a myth, like it's supposed to be a legend. No one has has seen it in modern like Star Trek yeah. universe history. So Picard gets to be one of only three people who ever gets to see it because the last thing he does oh, yeah. before he leaves is blow it up. Yeah, it's a real that belongs in a museum moment. Yeah. But it's like, oh, we have to blow it up because it's near to the the Romulan side of the neutral zone. And if the Romulans get better technology than us, they'll like we don't wipe us all out. And it's like, well, you better fucking hope that there's not any other planets that were home to incredibly powerful ancient civilizations, you know, just on in Romulan space. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's loads of planets like this. They run into one every other week. <laughs> it might, yeah, it's actually genuinely surprising that this one didn't come with a giant space head. Yeah, very disappointed about the lack of a space head. Uh, I was hoping we'd get at least the like, oh, we've accessed their. Uh, I've seen the design of them, like from the the online game. They look real cool. Yeah. Uh, as well, they're like kind of demonic and insecty, and it's weird, and it's probably well beyond what they could have done. So actually, maybe it's good they didn't show up. But yeah. Um, why why take Worf? Picard is a subject matter expert. Fine, get that. Data, always handy to have data if you're like in puzzling stuff out, okay? This is like a, a it doesn't play to any of Worf's strengths. Except that he's the only crewman who can lift data. That's the only reason I can see that he's there. He may have he may have to fight a giant spacehead. 
<laughs> and or threaten a shapeshifter once she's turned into an old woman. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I don't really understand the giant space head as a computer interface. <laughs> I genuinely think it would be the worst way to surf the internet. Because you'd just be sitting there with a keyboard putting in inputs, and then the giant space face would just be telling you what you're supposed to be looking at. Well, no, but I like the idea that the giant space head like is there and then fades away, and it's like, oh, what are you searching for? Let me show you. Oh. Porn again. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, 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 yeah. I feel like a, Did you Alexa... masturbate whilst being watched by a giant space head? <laughs> yeah. Eventually I'd get used to it. I, I just, it, it would be the judgmental looks that I would get from Alexa. <laughs> it would put me off the hardest. Do you think that's specifically why a lot of men have been designing AIs to be female? Like, I don't mind Cortana watching me wank. Uh, like, Master Chief would be more, str- yeah, more of a struggle. I think you may be on it, something there. And you really don't want something... I don't know, man. Like, having like a little cartoon robot or something, would, would that feel better? Having like a Clank from Ratchet and Clank, would that feel more comfortable? I don't know, man. Because the thing about the thing about those objects is, in order to to get round, well, not the uncanny valley, because they're not even in the uncanny valley, but in the, yeah. to get around the idea of making them appear more human, we tend to make them look cuter. Yeah. So that could be. And, and, and cuteness, well, cuteness as well, specifically in like design, it's specifically baby-like features, yeah. big eyes, and stuff like that. So that's just a, that's just troubling. Uh, R two, I think R two would be a good interface. I could wank in front of R two without feeling bad, because. You could just like be like, oh, he's just a flip top then. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, Whereas I'd like to, I, I wouldn't enjoy doing it in front of C three PO. No, but I feel I'd need to do it so C three PO understood his place. The robot uh, from uh, from fucking <laughs> uh, Lost in Space. Oh, what that fucking? Fit? I could yeah. wank in front of a Dalek. <laughs> For sure. What? Okay, okay. This is where we get into the great. So Dalek, fine. I agree yeah. with you. I've got no issue there. Cyberman, hundred percent. Right. Okay. Right. Okay. Roy Batty from Blade Runner. Um, <laughs> nah, he's probably he's probably my line. Yeah. He's, okay. he's probably writing <laughs> off some some quite exquisite poetry. That's they would really be putting me off to be honest with you. Oh, you don't like poetry porn? Uh, <laughs> which is, as I said it, I was like, that doesn't exist. And then I thought for a second, I was like, no, that definitely exists. Oh, yeah, 100%. There's 100% people bang into Keats or whatever. I'll just read the poetry naked. If that's, uh, by the way, if that's, if that's not a thing, uh, and you're listening to this and you're a woman, have that. Get an OnlyFans going. Uh, make some bank. Uh, <laughs> Play on. You know what I mean? Yeah. All power. <laughs> All power to you. Uh, yeah. Um, oh, one thing I did like in this, this this episode had a proper like point and click puzzle style moment Aye. where they where they work out that the um, language is similar to three other languages that they know. Yeah. So data can extrapolate backwards uh, what he thinks is a language, and then he tries the manual override and opens the space door. And he tries another button, and he gets electrified. So I don't think Data <laughs> really knew what he was doing. No. I think he was, 
he was he was more bullshit than Troy usually is. I don't know, man. Maybe uh, they're <laughs> maybe they have words for this is the button for the space door and this is the button for the electrifying. <laughs> maybe the symbols are really similar. Do you know what I mean? Oh, it's a common. People make fun of people all the time for slipping up between those two. It's like, oh, I meant to say such and such, but I said that. Oh, classic mistake. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Quite often, fried chicken is just mistaken for chicken that's just been thrown out of a door. <laughs> a lot of people get salmonella on that one. <laughs> it was. It was both of the. The difficult thing was both of them were delicacies, so they'd often be on the menu next to each other. Yeah. Like, do you want fried chicken or flung chicken? <laughs> uh... <laughs> Door chicken. Yum, yum, yum. <laughs> I like when they beam down to the planet, Picard performs a, like, does a like, captain's log supplemental. It's like, fucking focus up, John Paul. We haven't got... Do your note-taking when you get back. <laughs> also, Laura pointed out that, the, that him viewing the personal logs of uh, Captain Donald uh, somewhat proved that all the logs have a video component as well. Yeah. And there's no such thing as a personal log. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Unless that, that unless that gets unlocked automatically when he dies. I think it's more. Because imagine he... <laughs> the, the captain's log is about it's about the, the state of his ship and the state of the crew, whereas a personal log is about things to do just with sort of yourself. Maybe. Well, they they specifically ask. He specifically gets a search for like Romulan or neutral zone or Iconia. Yeah. It comes out goes. And given how horny Donald Varley was for Iconia, he's pretty lucky that we didn't see him shirtless. Yeah. Just jacking it, going, Oh, Iconia, Iconia. Keep watching me, robot, keep watching me. <laughs> from the <death> <laughs> That's basically a toaster. Yeah, I can. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> did did the extended universe ever come up with what a re, what they were for? Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, they're, they're, I, they're, I don't know what it is, but those those droids are some of the most popular. Yeah, like weird side characters in Star Wars. Yeah, in Star Wars Battlefront uh, Two, uh, you would use them to refill your ammo. Oh, if you ran close okay. to one, your ammo got refilled. Oh, that's nice. I that. Not too bad. Uh, Smiley um, Joe was working in engineering. Yes, he was. We saw him over his shoulder because we didn't know he was being watched. Yeah. As well, which is lucky because uh, it's lucky there was a disaster going on because he really slacks off. Uh, <laughs> he's usually he's usually just got the got Reddit open. Yep. On his uh, on his computer, I don't know. I don't know what subreddits would exist in the future. <laughs> <laughs> he only makes fun of him because when he has to put the head on uh, it smells of Michael Dawn because yeah. uh, he wears it all the time um, I, can, by the way can I say something right. Troy's like everybody on the ship's tense we need to come up with like something for them to do to take their mind off things and Riker's idea is have them prepare to evacuate the ship which I feel like <laughs> that would be the that's about, one of the most stressful activities. What, what we're going to do there, uh, Will, is we're going to take that idea and we're, and we're, going, to, we're going to put that on the panic-inducing pile, right? I'm, I'm, that's not the no pile, right? 
but it's certainly fun. It's not. It's one step beyond the maybe pile. <laughs> I. Like, are you feeling a? Are you feeling a bit stressed out? Yeah. If you're stressed out and you're listening to this, here's a, here's a suggestion on how you could relax. Yeah, I want you to imagine that your home is about to be destroyed, and you have ten minutes to select which items you can carry with you and are important enough to save. Uh, hope you haven't got any pets. Uh, <laughs> that, uh, <laughs> I mean, maybe in certain circumstances, like maybe if you were, like if it was a regular day, then yeah, maybe that's one of the things that Will just does for fun, just prepares to evacuate because <laughs> like. You know, I, I guess quite often we, we will have the, the thought just before we go to bed, what would be our last meal before being executed, right? Which, the thing is about that thought experiment is that, yes, it is quite pleasant because it does make you think about what is something so wonderful uh, for for you to consume that, that it would bring you a sort of peace uh, on the day before you were killed by the state. The problem is, in that fantasy, you're still being killed by the state. It's still quite a stressful <laughs> thing. Otherwise, you would just think, what would I really like to have for my dinner tomorrow? Yeah, there's a there's a Bill Bailey uh, line about that, which is like, uh, I, guess I, saw, I saw that swimming with dolphins was ranked one of the top things to do before you die, which is quite a, more, <laughs> quite a morbid way of asking what is otherwise quite a cheerful question. Because <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you don't need to add before you die. Yeah. Because if I said to you, what, what are some things you want to do? Right, I would assume before you die is implied. Uh, <laughs> not, I've, got, I've got a whole list. I've got, let, let me be wrong. If it turns out there's an afterlife, I do have a list of things yeah. I do want to do after my bar, after I die. But they in, all involve certain celebrities and disgusting sex acts. Yeah. Uh, the weird thing is, uh, the, the ironic part of that is that that, yes, is quite a morbid question. But the implications of the opposite question are even more horrifying. What would you do if you found out you were never going to die? <laughs> oh, I could put off swimming with the dolphins. <laughs> yeah. Until there were... Until there was like one left, uh, <laughs> and I'll be like, "I'll swim with the last dolphin." Until they've evolved uh, into like the new humans, <laughs> and swimming with one just was just sh- like shagging it, and the its version of a hot tub. That's that's my that's my most feared loophole in um, uh, the wishing for immortality. So if, if I've got I've I've. I've given a lot of consideration into how you how to wish for immortality so that you don't get screwed. One, okay, you're going to need to include with that some sort of short-range teleport because you don't want to get buried under rocks forever. Yeah, that's no good. Two, when you stay forever, you want to specify starting now. You don't want to get put back to the beginning of the universe. Oh, I don't even <laughs> thought of that. Have to wait for everything. So genies are cunts. Yeah. This is, this is, by the way, if you're a genie and you're listening to this, I just want to bring this up, right? The reason nobody ever... If you screw everybody over with their first wish so they have to waste their second wish undoing the fact that you screwed them over with their first wish. No wonder nobody's got a third wish free to let you go. Yeah. Right? Just cut the bullshit. You're already granting wishes. Give people some nice stuff. And someone will probably let you go. I'd say that there's more movies about uh, hero landlords than hero genies. <laughs> oh, every 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 fantastical creature represents some fear yeah. or some primordial hate. Our genies just like landlords and lawyers combined by the human psyche. Well, oh, those. Fucking I think so because landlords are essentially just genies, isn't it? Because it's it's the kind of the good with the bad. Like 
you wish, oh, I wish to live in a house with a mortgage. And a landlord is like, ha ha, you can have both of those things, but it's not necessarily your mortgage. <laughs> Man, fuck, fuck landlords, but also fuck genies. Uh, yeah. Um. O'Brien watch. Why wasn't O'Brien just asked to fix this? <laughs> he was there. O'Brien, O'Brien does again my favourite thing that O'Brien does in Star Trek, which is just being in the uh, being in the transporter room to be like, you know, you know, having me beam you over there is a terrible idea. Yeah. And they're like, he's like, well, can you beam us back up? And he goes, well, I, I don't even know if I can beam you down. Yeah. Everything on the ship's going wrong. I could beam you. 40,000 feet inside the fucking rock. But, yeah, have at it, it, Captain. As, How as, many captains half of, half do you reckon? O'Brien's dialogue in Next Generation is just the words rolls eyes and... How many high-ranking officers? I'd say low-key, right? Transporter Chief is the most powerful role on any ship. Yeah. Because Star Trek technology goes wrong so frequently... That you can just be like, oh, oh, it didn't work. Oh, no, he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> I reckon you can get away at least with one murder every, like, 12 months. Yeah, 100%. And I think O'Brien does does do that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, That's why he's in, there for, he's in there for so long. For so, he doesn't, doesn't move up for so many years because he's like, oh, it's got to be a plum gig for me to give up the murder. Yeah, I've got to be what like, your role must leaves on. And then, then they get to Deep Space Nine. It's like, uh, it's like, well, it's the closest to the uh, Cardassians who I really want to murder. <laughs> I want to murder them the most. <laughs> um, yeah, and, and it, it, like I said, the the big solution at the end is to turn the ship off and on again. Because they do that to data. Like, yeah, data turns himself off and on again because that's a thing he can do. Yeah. I love when he's like listing the symptoms of like his things like, oh, I'm losing um, the ability to. He's talking like Shatner. Yeah. Uh, his mobility's down, so he can't move. Oh, and then he just casually drops in. Oh, and I'm blind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Picard like has to explain to him like the lights that he can see and have him like talk him through which ones. But they also like they destroy the tricorder because they like if any of this falls into the Romulans' hands. But then like Data's mind gets wiped. It's like, wouldn't you like keep one? Tr- yeah, yeah, try and keep some... Just in case you find it again. Yeah, it's groundbreaking technology. Yeah. It's like, it could change the world. Like, keep me ends on that. Just in case you don't but want yeah. the Romulus to have it, doesn't mean you can't have it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and here's, a, here's the thing as well. Why, why is it so bad if the Romulans get that, if you also get it? Yeah. <laughs> you have it first. I mainly think what happened there is that Picard saw the magic teleporting space door and his first thought was do you know what do you know what this is a threat to my job security yeah 100% <laughs> I agree I don't get to sit in I don't get to sit in that big comfortable chair if these fuckers can just walk through anywhere no 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 not letting that happen <laughs> this is Star Trek this is, this, this is a reason this is Star Trek and not Stargate yeah. uh, we don't do gates we do trekking yeah uh, exactly <laughs> Plus, and then, he, and, then he, and then he's trying to justify it in like a in like a, a tribunal. Like, plus, what would you fit through there anyway? It's just a door. It's just what are you, are you going to go to a, diff, a distant planet and build a new star base and just bring everything through a door-shaped hole? 
Like, just get fucking construction crews like the fucking Chuckle Brothers just to be carrying panels through there. And that's that's the only, that's the, cause that's the biggest they can make it. Because if the Arconians, if the Arconians could have built a bigger door, they would have. <laughs> I asked, I always said to, whenever, whenever me and Donald, Captain Donald, were in the pub, and I was I was done doing bits for the day as the world as the, as the funniest Starfleet captain. I would say, um, tell me about the Arconians, Donald, and he would say, "Well, their most famous saying is that if we could have a bigger door, we would have built one." And I don't quite understand what it means. Um, I think it's something about empathy um, and about a society <laughs> coming together to ensure that everyone has what they need provided for. But now I realise it was about a literal door that they just, just couldn't get any bigger. Um, have you ever heard so obviously you're familiar with the bible quote uh, it is easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than a rich person to get into the gates of heaven yeah. um there is a subset of uh, christians wealthy ones who believe that that refers to specifically a gate in the city of jerusalem yeah that like was called the eye of the needle because it was a very thin gate and you had to take everything off your camel to get it through rather than just accepting that they go like it's like oh so I can take my stuff through afterwards and put it back on so I can be a bit rich it's like no uh, and I love that mental gymnastics of like this is very clear but but I've decided to interpret it in a batshit way that means that I'm not sinning yeah uh, <laughs> still 191 oh. million in the euro millions tomorrow yeah I'll be having that yeah, but I'm, I'm going for it yeah it's got to be someone's got to win I'll be fucking uh, I'll, I'll be going to Jerusalem I'll be making that needle bigger I, 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 I want to live in a country where there's not. Where there's, I want to live in a country where there's a zero percent chance that Pretty Patel's going to end up as prime minister. Yeah. Uh, and it's not this one. Uh, <laughs> no. Yeah. But yeah, good episode. Turn it off and on good again. Classic Star Trek. Yeah. yeah. Bit of fun. Um, yeah. It got some really. I looked online to like see if it had like any like like buzz around it when it came out. It's it rated as like a four out of ten oh. episode. Yeah. And I feel like that was done by people who hadn't watched season one of TNG. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah agreed. Uh, no, no weird admirals. Yeah. No weird admirals. Romulans show up and they're not up to anything. The Romulans are in the right for once. That's the interesting Correct. side note of this of this episode. Uh, yeah. All right. Yeah, so uh, oh, next week is the Royale. Ooh. Oh yes. Ah oh, yes. <laughs> yeah it's good um so yeah listen, listen to that nice one bye all right bye the captain's log is performed by mark o'neill and eddie edwards you can follow both of them on twitter and instagram mark's at real mark o'neill and eddie is at ed edwards comedy if you like the podcast you can follow us on instagram twitter and now on youtube at captain slog and we have a facebook page as well or if you really like what we do here, you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Captain Slog.